welcome to the 33rd episode of All of the Above. I am alone again. It's okay. I'll get over it. But this week, since again, I am all by myself, I'm going to be talking about more design stuff. So have you ever heard the words vector or raster when talking about graphics and actually wondered what they meant? In this quick episode, I'm going to go over the technical differences between the two and when each image type should be used and ways to improve and optimize those images, especially if you're going to be using them for the web. So since I recently taught a two-hour workshop on Sketch 3, I wrote a couple of emails to the attendees the week leading up to the class in preparation for what they'd be learning. In the workshop, I was showing them how to use Sketch 3 as a tool and how to take advantage of what it has to offer while also highlighting what areas Sketch isn't good at. I didn't have time to give them an introduction to design basics, so that's what these emails were for. Before I begin, I have to give a big thank you to Kevin Mack and uh, Columbus Web Group for putting on these weekend workshops. They are free, open to the public, and are meant to offer accessible education that isn't your traditional schooling route. Go to meetup.com and search for Columbus Web Group for more details on the weekend workshops. And there's also monthly free meetups that make for great networking events, educational opportunities, and an all-around fun time. I can't really recommend them enough. You can also head over to this episode's show notes for links to Columbus Web Group, as well as everything else I'll be referencing in this show. So point your web browser to alloftheabove.audio slash episodes slash 33. And if you have a modern podcast app, you should be able to head over to the Now Playing section and be able to find the show notes in line as well. Okay, on to the show. With programs such as Sketch 3, Adobe Illustrator, Affinity Designer, Inkscape, and I can go on for a while, we have what are called vector-based applications. So what I mean by vector-based is that it is based on points, tiny dots that have an X and Y coordinate. If you think back to grade school, you probably had graph paper. We are told to put dots at certain XY coordinates. After all the dots were on the paper, you would connect the dots with a line in a certain order, and you'd end up drawing a cat or a pumpkin, whatever was in vogue that season. Sketch, and any other design program that can handle vectors, takes that same graph paper concept and steps it up a notch. When I first started messing with design programs, I didn't know how to download SVGs from the web. I can find them, the actual getting them onto my computer as a file. I just couldn't figure out. Here's a tip that took me forever to figure out by myself. Included in the show notes is a link to an SVG, so that might help you out a bit. So when you find an SVG, if you can right-click it and say open in a new tab or a new window, just make sure you find that URL to that specific file. Open it up and make sure it's the only thing on the page. Check the URL and make sure it ends in .svg. From there, go to File, and then Save as Page Source. Or at least, that's what it is in Safari. If you have Chrome, just do File, Save As, and it should automatically make it a .svg. Just save it to wherever you want. And there you go. You now have that file on your computer to do whatever you want with. I don't know why, but that took forever for little Sean to figure out. Okay, back to your normally scheduled broadcast. To quote the always factual Wikipedia, Vector Graphics uses geometrical objects like points, lines, curves, and polygons to model the image. 
Cool, Sean, but why should I care? Since vectors are all based around geometry, and aren't concerned about pixels, only the distance between all the points, vectors are infinitely scalable. That's awesome. Have you ever had an image that was clearly a bit too small, and then you decided to scale it up so that it was bigger? It definitely got distorted and looked nasty, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Because that's when you have a picture or anything based on pixels. It's called a raster graphic. You can make them smaller without concern, but once you enlarge them, you get weird artifacts, noise, and muddiness as the computer tries to make up the difference. That being said, Sketch 3 can also do some basic raster graphic editing, as well as Adobe Illustrator. But I mean basic. Other programs, such as Adobe Photoshop or Pixelmator, should really be used if you're wanting to do image manipulation, photo retouching, and anything else that you can think of when you hear the word Photoshop being used as a verb. If you are using any images for the web, there are also some rather useful tools out there to help optimize them so they aren't quite so large. And when I'm talking about large, I'm talking about file size. But before I list those, you'll need to know the different file types, as each tool can optimize certain types of image files. An easy way to identify if a file is a vector graphic or raster graphic it is by the file extension. There are too many lists here, so I'll have a link to Wikipedia that lists all of them. But the most common vector file formats are SVG, which stands for Scalable Vector Graphics. Cool name, right? And Adobe Illustrator, which can be read by Adobe Illustrator. There are some 3D vector graphic file types, but for the web, you're probably not going to be using those. And a few raster file formats, which are probably more familiar to you, such as JPEG, RAW, GIF, or GIF. I'm more. I'm on the GIF camp. The guy that made it, he said it was GIF. I believe him. TIFF, BIMP, like bitmap, uh, PNG, uh, ping. Some people say that. I'm. I just call it PNG. Then there are some formats that combine both raster and vector. Those would be EPS or Electronic Postscript. Lots of logos are in EPS format. Um, there's PDF and SWIFT or the Flash File format. So vectors sound like the way to go uh, with the infinite scalability. It sounds like a huge plus. So why isn't everything a vector? Also, they are usually editable with any vector-based program. What isn't to like? Don't get me wrong, they're great for logos, iconography, and illustrations. It's just that the more points you have in a document, the more complex calculations are being processed. And the more colors being utilized, the more work your computer has to do. And if there's lots of Boolean operations, then there's even more to that. So imagine a nice photograph of you. The photo makes way more sense to be a rasterized image, as there's a finite amount of information that the camera took in and converted into the pixels that resemble your face in that photograph. Going in and converting something as complex as a photograph and vectorizing it is possible, I'm not saying it isn't. Though to make that vectorized version at the same level of detail as the original photograph can be painstaking work to do by hand. It's also called rotoscoping when applied to video. There are also programs out there that let you put a photo in and out pops a vectorized version of that photo. It's a cool effect, but it's not exactly practical for everything. Cool? Cool. So vector and raster graphics both have their place. And right now is truly an exciting time in web and app design for vector graphics. In the show notes, I'll include a link to a Columbus Web Group talk that Eric Katz gave on SVGs. It has tons of useful resources, tips, and demonstrations of how to leverage SVGs in front-end development. 
In the presentation, Eric brings up some nice tools to optimize SVGs, such as SVG Cleaner and SVGO GUI, or GUI. You can also implement image optimization within the build process using build task managers like Gulp and Grunt. If you don't know what a build task manager is and you do development, go look those up right now. There are online image optimizers like Kraken.io and TinyPNG and Image Optimizer. I like Kraken.io because it can also do SVGs. For rasterized images, I personally use a native Mac app called Image Optum. Every image you see on the All of the Above website has been optimized through Image Optum. I've even set up a global keyboard shortcut on my computer to send any amount of image files I have selected straight into Image Optum. I have a couple of screenshots on this episode's page detailing it, but for those that are listening, here's how you can do it. Now, if you want to follow along and see the screenshots, go to alloftheabove.audio slash episodes slash 33. Cool. First, download Image Optum, right? Right. Second, open up System Preferences. Then do a search for Services. It's in the top right-hand corner. It's a little search box. And then click on Keyboard Shortcuts. This will take you exactly where you want to be. On the right-hand side, you will then find Pictures category. Underneath that, Image Optum will be a selection. Find it and assign a keyboard shortcut. I have mine set as Control, Alt, Command, and then period. Don't usually hit all four of those buttons at once, so it makes it impossible to accidentally activate. But you can make yours whatever you want. Cool. Now, select images from the finder and then perform your shortcut. Presto. Image Optum will open up, put those files in there, and it'll show you the progress. Once it's done, you'll see a green check mark, and you're good to go. And that was episode 33 of All of the Above. It was a quick one, just to make sure we didn't get behind. We are all over the country and in various states of mind, so it's been continuously hard to coordinate our schedules. To go more in-depth with everything I talked about, head over to alloftheabove.audio slash episodes slash 33 for valuable show notes and links. If you enjoyed this episode, you can go to alltheabove.audio slash review to leave us a rating on iTunes. It'd actually be even better if you told a friend about this. We like that. We're also on Twitter, at AbovePodcast, and I'm personally on Twitter, at SPJPGRD. And again, SPJPGRD. So, until next time, master the raster. I couldn't think of another better tagline to end off of. I'm sorry.